welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide. We are happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. I'm Seth. And I'm Cheyenne. And today we are going to be digging into long distance relationships, LDRs as they call them. What do you guys qualify as long distance? How far away do you have to be for it to be long distance? I feel like honestly, like more than like an hour, maybe. That's what I was going to say. That's it. But I feel like, like, I feel like it's like, I kind of have to like make a day of this if I go to see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. An hour, I would do that to see somebody for like dinner. Right. No, that's what I mean. But I feel like, like if I drove to see someone in one day, that's like two hours there, two hours back. That's kind of like a lot, especially if you're doing stuff in between. Like you're going to want to plan like a whole day with them. I don't know. Mm. It's kind of like, obviously there's different like levels to the ship, but like, I feel like an hour, hour and a half, not really long distance, but once it's a two hour mark or longer, I feel like that's when it becomes, obviously it's not as long distance as like across the world, but I feel like it's a little bit, it's not five minutes away. It's still enough work that you have to, to work to go see them. I don't know. I think my bar is higher. I think long distance is (laughs) over four hours because if it's less, I don't know. That seems like you just live a little far from each other. I don't know if it's like super <laughs> I don't know, though, because I've had like people like I have mostly because I live in a small town uh, and I'm mm-hmm. not like near any bigger cities. I've had to like travel like two hours at least to go on dates um, to different cities. And there have been people who have been like, no, I don't want to date long distance. Like, no, I don't want to drive two hours to see you. I don't. OK. Like, put yeah. Effort. Yeah. So that's why I consider two hours long distance. But. I guess like the biggest the city I'm in and the next major city are about two hours away. And I just mm-hmm. figure like if somebody lived there, I don't know that I'd consider that long distance, right. but I don't know. I guess it's, I guess it is yeah. a matter yeah. of, per- of perspective. Have either of you been in LD an LDR? No, I have not. The most recent relationship I was in before my current one was about two hours. And then I dated someone a few years ago that was like two hours away. Uh, the farthest was technically in Canada. I went like Whoa. four hours away to Canada to see them. Canada's only four hours away from you. That's wild. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mexico is 45 minutes for me. So we're real. Me and you are oh, wow. in a long distance friendship. <laughs> we are. Yeah. I have a lot of long distance friendships. And I've like, I, have I actually tons. last year, I went on like a few dates with, actually I went on two dates in June with people who were in the Netherlands, which was really, oh, I remember both that. in the Netherlands. Like virtual dates? Yeah. Friend, like, friend like dates Zoom or real dates? No, like date dates. But it was like over wow. FaceTime, over Zoom. Yeah. What if you had fallen in love with one of them? Obviously, no shade to your girlfriend, but I'm logistically asking. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm like ready to leave the United States any, like at any second. You know so, what, fair, fair. Yeah, I don't want to be here, but uh, yeah, I guess it just depends on the person where they lived also. Like there are certain places I probably wouldn't want to go, but like mm-hmm. I would totally go to the Netherlands. Like Amsterdam sounds cool as hell. Yeah, That's yeah. fair. I've been in two half long distance relationships. I wouldn't call them. Mean? So- <laughs> the one my my one ex we um when I was moving to Arizona Mm -hmm. we matched on tinder when I was visiting as like do I want to live here kind of thing and then Mm. I went back to PA for 90 days or something and we didn't get a chance to meet and so we were talking and it really developed into something and we were facetiming all the time but I say it wasn't like I don't know that it was a true long distance relationship because we had an end date where I was going to be moving to that city right and then we did successfully have a relationship for like a year and a half and then my girlfriend had a job opportunity that took her to Denver for a bit and she's no longer doing this it's over but she was basically on rotation there where she was in Mm -hmm. Denver for a week and then home for a week and then there for a week 
for six mm. months, which was a lot, um, a especially because we thought travel. it was going to be like two months, and then it turned yeah. into six months. So it was it was pretty hard, and that was really eye opening to the fact that I don't know that I would want a long distance relationship yeah. for real. Yeah, it's hard. Like I need that quality time with people. So like both people that I dated that were two hours away, it was like w- just waiting for the next time I could see them again, which is like kind of fun, kind of like a yearning lesbian moment, but also like it sucks at the same time. Like I'm so lucky that I like found someone who was only five minutes away from me and they're like as great as they are. It's been hard to find someone here. So I've had to mostly date like long distance, like casually date, but it hasn't always been worth it. Well, one of our questions actually is why do queer people love long distance? I feel like, okay, I feel like some people do love it. Like, I feel like they want like that yearning and they want to like be like, oh, we're like star crossed. Like, we're, <laughs> we're like, we can't be together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I honestly feel like it's that if you're not in like New York, San Francisco, LA, Seattle, like the big, big cities, um, and even like the smaller, bigger cities, like it's a little bit easier, but like, it's hard to find other queer people and hard to Mm -hmm. find queer people that like are attracted to, like, I always like used to use this like metaphor of like this circle getting smaller and smaller. So like the amount of people, like queer people near me, and then it gets smaller, the amount of queer people that I'm attracted to near me, the amount of queer people that are attracted to me, the amount of Uh. queer people that were attracted and compatible like it just gets smaller and smaller till you have like very limited options yeah and if you have like the whole world even if it's like limited that pool is still way bigger than if you're in a small city or small town and dealing with those like specific niches of potential people like it's harder to find people than just like going to a bar and you know seeing someone hot like they might not Mm -hmm. be queer I don't know it's uh, just harder to meet people, I think. Yeah. yeah. That also goes into the question, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? And it's like, because <laughs> sometimes we got to. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. it's our only option. Like, if you've exhausted your entire network, and sometimes you meet someone who lives on the opposite side of the world, and you're like, wow, that's my soulmate. Like, I'm in love with this person. They're in love with me. And, you know, that's not always uh, the truth. Like, sometimes I think people delude themselves into thinking that, but sometimes it has to be true. Like, what is the likelihood that the person you're meant to be with forever or people that you're meant to be with forever if you're non-monogamous, what's the likelihood that they're in the same city as you? Like, I feel right. like very yeah. low, but people obviously can make it work, but I feel like you might have a better match out there. And that's also like why it's hard for people to like settle down with just one person because there are so many other potential, like there's so many people mm-hmm. in the world. Um, so uh, I feel like, yeah, that's why. We keep but even like you said, like if if there's only so many people in your area, only so many you're gay, mm-hmm. like what are the odds? that your soulmate is one of the three gay people from your hometown, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes into back into like the queer spaces thing, how we were talking about online spaces, like a lot of these online communities and these networks we're building online with other queer people is how we're meeting these people that aren't necessarily near us. That it's Mm -hmm. like, oh crap, I just got this follower from Arizona. Shout out Arizona for Gina. Um, (laughs) And like, I really like them. They're really cool. And things just happen. And that's just what comes with building these online spaces and getting to make these connections with people all over the world. It's the beauty of the internet. I mean, even if you look at like our analytics for the podcast and who listens, people listen all over the world and they found us somehow. Mm -hmm. So people, yeah, they find a way to connect. Exactly. And I think like, limiting yourself to only people in a certain like radius around you yeah like it's convenient it's like 
better in a lot of ways, depending on the type of person you are and how much like quality time you want, how much time you want to see someone, how much you have going on in your life. But I also feel like, like me personally, I've definitely settled in the past because I'm like, well, this is the best I'm going to find. Like you kind of have to like settle because you're like, well, I haven't found anyone else um, in this area that like checks this many boxes. So even if it's not like as many as I'd like or what exactly I'm looking for, like, I guess I'll just stick with it because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. well, another question that we got was why does long distance suck so much? And I feel like it's, that's a pretty like straightforward question, but I mean, part of the reason that I didn't like it, especially with my, well, with my girlfriend and when my ex and I weren't like, we're counting down the days, you just feel like you can't get everything you need from that person. And that doesn't mean that if you're not long distance, you need to be on top of each other. But like mm-hmm. something great happened to me today. I can't hug my partner. Something awful happened to my partner today. I can't physically comfort them or like mm-hmm. give them a hug or like a high yeah. five if they accomplish things. Like those little physical things are really important. You don't get those. And you just like have to, your whole life then becomes your phone because you're like, I want to talk to them. When are they going to call me? When are they going to text mm-hmm. me? Are you free at this time? Like you're just, it's so much and it's a schedule and it's just missing someone hurts. It just hurts yeah. so bad. I'm like it thinking does. about it now and like, it's literally painful. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like for me, yeah. Like I always say that all of the love languages are my love language, not really gift giving, like as in receiving, I do love to give gifts, but like For me, I love quality time, but that also goes into like physical touch and long distance sucks so much because those needs can't get met. And I think if you're non-monogamous and in a long distance relationship, it's a little bit easier because you can Mm -hmm. get those like physical needs met in other ways. I don't know that I would agree because I think think it, well, it was harder for my girlfriend and I, in our relationship, especially what like open relationship means for us specifically, Mm -hmm. We reassure each other a lot. And when we were not living together, just schedule wise, we couldn't have the kind of conversations that we needed to have, but we wanted to have them in person. And so everything was like delayed and we had to like sit in it and ignore it until we could find time to talk about it. And I hated that because I'm like, yeah. uh, it's a problem. Let's talk about it. And so for somebody with my level of anxiety, yeah. I love the our dynamic of an open relationship. When we live together, we both agreed it was not something we really liked being long distance. And so right. I think it depends. But I feel like if it is what you want, I feel like that. Like, I is think like it depends. Yeah. You have to understand like yeah. the boundaries. Yeah. And trust that you're keeping to them. My most recent relationship before this current one, we were in a non-monogamous long distance relationship for a little bit. And like, they were definitely the kind of person that I like set them down. And like, I was like, okay, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is what I'm not comfortable with. Let's talk about X, Y, and Z, all this stuff that I researched. And they were just like, whatever. They just saw like an open, like a non-monogamous relationship as like a free for all. And didn't like realize that you do have to give like more reassurance and like communicate, be able to communicate. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that you have to be like the correct pair to be able to do that like it has to really mesh well together yeah especially because our open relationship is absolutely not a free-for-all so I think it just depends on the kind of open relationship but it does bring up the fact that like in a long-distance relationship some of your needs will not be met yeah facts at times yeah at (laughs) times you have to understand that that's a that comes with it yeah 
And we're not saying, okay, the next question is, is it worth it? I'm afraid I'm going to be disinterested. We're not saying it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. We're just saying like there's a lot of things you have to understand. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of things you have to understand and you really have to be, I feel like you should be really secure in yourself. And for me, I feel like I would never be in a long distance relationship because I wouldn't feel like it's worth it because of just how I am as a person. Like this person said, I'm afraid I'm going to be disinterested. And I know that I would be. Let me play devil's advocate for you though, because you've always said like, you're not super emotional, not super attached. Let me just like play this out for you. This is somebody (laughs) where you plan to see them. You maybe see them for a weekend. It's great. And then you go back and you have your own alone time where they can't bother you or be in your space until the next time you see them. Is any of this appealing to you? I feel like because of, and I've talked about it before, my disorganized attachment style, sometimes it'd be okay. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I'd be like, if I don't see them right now, Uh, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. And I feel like because I'm disorganized (laughs) in that, it would just not be a good ebb and flow. It'd just be whenever my brain decided. And that's how I am in relationships too. It's like, sometimes I'm like, I need to see you right at the second, like, call them you need to come over I need to see you right now and sometimes it's like if I don't see you for a week I'm chill like it's okay (laughs) so if it were completely on your terms it would work it's that's the problem and that's what I'm working (laughs) through myself and I mean it it definitely (laughs) when I've been in a relationship it's definitely been very give and take like they don't drop everything it just comes to me when I say I need you here right now and I feel like there's something else in my brain that it's like if I'm not seeing you all the time my brain's like they're not real like yeah I do that (laughs) it's just they're like my brain would just be like okay but who is this and where are they yeah my like is it worth it didn't like it doesn't come from I'm gonna be disinterested like if anything mine's like the opposite like for me it wouldn't be worth it because it's just like sometimes it hurts so bad Mm -hmm. so to me the question of is it worth it would be more like how much do you want to be with that person and is long Mm -hmm. distance temporary like is or is there an end to Mm, it right I feel like there has to be like an end date eventually unless you are like jet setting the world or you both are not monogamous or you like it yeah like your space a lot or like yeah Mm. or if you really just like don't care to live in the same city I don't know I feel like there are different like levels to is it worth it or not but I feel like for some people it is worth it for others yeah I like I say it wouldn't be worth it for me but maybe like you also just never know like maybe I meet the perfect person for me and they're Mm -hmm. in a different city and I say okay let's try this long distance thing out for a year I know there would have to be an end date for me Mm -hmm. Me but that's just me you know like I know there would have to be a like schedule of when I'm gonna see you we have to see each other at least like once every month or two but then also there has to be a date where we will be in the same city as long as this works perfectly that doesn't mean we have to move in together but we have to be yeah in a yeah. vicinity that we can see each other more than I agree once, I, every few I feel like I uh, would not prefer a long distance relationship but if it was like that perfect person for me which luckily my perfect person for me not to be cheesy it was only five minutes away from me but uh-huh. she uh like if she were in like Australia or something and I met her and you know we liked each other the amount that we do now and talked a lot and like you know all my needs were met and we had like that end date yes it'd be worth it for me like I would yeah. absolutely yeah go fly and live somewhere else for someone I really liked like immediately Uh, yeah Yeah. I'm not ruling it out but I'm also not seeking it out you know yeah Yeah. long distance relationships can be exhausting because 
it's kind of like a light switch. And that was part of like my problem with it was like when they're gone, it's just like, they're just not there at all. And Mm -hmm. obviously you have to like find ways to fill that time, which Mm -hmm. a pro honestly to being in a long distance relationship is that if you've got a lot of things going on, like Mm -hmm. you get that time to yourself and I have a million and one projects and hobbies. And when my girlfriend's not around, obviously that's easy to do. But then when she would come home, I would want to spend all my time with her. And if I wanted to work on a project, I'd feel guilty for yeah. like, oh, that's two hours. I could have been hanging out with her yeah. that then when she's gone, I'm going to regret not spending with her. And so it lacks a balance, which as a Libra, I hate that. Um, yeah. So it's just like that light switch. You can't being all on or all off is really draining. Yeah. And that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Another pro is that once they come home, it's fucking on. Yeah. Yeah. My roommate would hate it because okay, she not would come home that. and she would hear us loud as shit. Um, or, or like my last relationship was long distance and like sometimes we'd see each other and we wouldn't have sex. And I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I'm not having, like she was having sex like with other people more often than I was because we were like open and I like am not really into like one night stand kind of things. And she was, so she was like having more sex than I was. So like, she didn't like need it as much, but like when I want to see her, I wanted to have sex because I hadn't had sex since the last time we saw each other. So not even that, but if you're sex. dating that person, you would want right. to connect with them. Right. Yeah. And she didn't always want to have sex or like other things would be going on. You know, we wouldn't That's have hard. sex. Not that I like want to like force anyone to have sex with me, obviously. Like I would want her to want to have sex with me. Yeah. It was like sucky for me if she like didn't want to have sex with me because I was like, wow, yeah, she doesn't care. Like and she didn't and really care. So I, I mean, think that kind of plays into sucked. the like, is it worth it though? Because yeah, in that situation, like even when you saw her, you weren't getting what you want. But like, yeah. you know, with your with Joey King, imagine like she goes on vacation <laughs> even just for a week. You know, when yeah. she came back, you'd be on fucking top of each other right. for days. And right. so that's I think the level is like, where is your relationship at? How much does it mean to you? How much of a spark? And like, is it worth working through? Because for the right person, yes. Right. Yeah. I agree. So Shane, you had mentioned that like you were in a non-monogamous relationship long distance. And I think we've talked a lot about the fact that needs aren't being met. And so non-monogamy might work here for monogamous relationships. One of the questions we got is, is the risk of cheating higher? I want to give a caveat to that. Actually, do you think you can cheat in non-monogamous relationships? Absolutely. I don't want anyone to think like we're saying that you can't because like there are specific instances that you want to agreeing to or whatever. But I personally would not say that the risk of cheating is any higher. I think it strictly depends on the person. You know, someone could be more likely to cheat on you and live in the same building as you or someone. They would never do that. And they live across the world. Like, I feel like there's no one way to say if the risk is higher or not. Yeah. Um, My thought on this was like long distance relationship. There's maybe more risk because there's more temptation or like ability to get away with it. But just because temptation is in front of somebody doesn't mean they have to take it. And so if your relationship is only based on the fact that you live together, so no one's cheating because you're never around other people. That's that's, questionable. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, do you trust that somebody to have temptation in front of them and not take it because you've made a commitment? That's long distance or not really. They could go to a Mm -hmm. bar and have temptation there or they could live in another city and have temptation there they could go on instagram and have temptation yeah exactly and that goes into i feel like there's kind of like almost 
a checklist you could make of like is a long distance relationship worth it and like these are all the things you have to have in your relationship and in yourself Mm. to be able Mm -hmm. to make this work because sometimes unfortunately you can love a person so much but it might just not work like I know my last relationship would not have lasted long distance you know like yeah and I know that it's just a thing that you kind of you just know or you don't know and if you're having doubts maybe that's something you need to like think about and I feel like even if they're not happy they might be like holding on to it in the hopes that it will get better someday exactly yeah super common I think yeah. that, yeah, that's just something that happens with relationships in person or uh-huh. long distance. Like people just hold on sometimes and we're here to tell you it's okay to let go. Yeah. And in my long distance relationships, I was like addicted to the toxicity, the highs yeah, and the lows. And that like, was a big it's part hard of to it. like break free because you're like mm-hmm. searching for that validation of them finally like loving you the way that you needed to be loved. I kept like yeah. being like, if X, Y, and Z changes, they'll change. And it's like, you have to like take people for who they are. Take You're them at face value. face value. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't hope that they're going to change and expect yeah. it to work. I believe somebody when they show you who they are the first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true for all relationships, not just long distance. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, especially with long distance where communication is the biggest part of it. It's like, you got to communicate all the time and you got to be good at it because you have to know what your partner needs and you have to understand where needs are being met and where they're not and fix it and Mm -hmm. do all that kind of work together. And if Mm -hmm. people don't want to do the work, they're not going to do the work. Yeah. Relationships are work and they take effort, but they shouldn't be that hard and they shouldn't hurt you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good like break point. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we'll be right back. And we're back. And the next question we have is how do I feel more secure in a long distance relationship? Well, you said, I think Seb said that communication in a relationship is really key. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot of finding ways to communicate what you need, what you want. It's hard because it's kind of like a joint effort. Like it takes two to tango, so to speak. So you have to give as much security as your partner's willing to give. So I think to feel secure in long distance, you have to both be really committed to making the other person feel Mm -hmm. like you're a team that's not going to like break and that you miss them. And it's so much of like both of you being in on it. I agree. Yeah. Agreed. It's definitely like understanding each other's needs and being willing to work towards them because if you're not, Mm -hmm. then what's the foundation there, you know? And that's like in regular relationships too, obviously Mm -hmm. it's a big part of it, but it's especially in a long distance relationship when the needs are different than average, you know, every day. Also, I think if you have access to therapy, I would recommend that because there are like a lot of ways that you can talk to your therapist about like self-soothing and, Mm -hmm. you know, working on helping yourself be secure and not having to like rely so much on the other person, but it's like, it's not going to be like intuitive. Like it's work. It's hard to remember yeah, to like yeah. practice it in that moment. But there are ways to, you know, feel less insecure, especially if your partner is doing all they can do and you feel like you're already doing all you can do. Like there are mm-hmm. other resources that you can look for. And I also read like a lot of um, like books about like attachment theory and listen to podcasts and things like that. Um, so there are a lot of like different things out there that you can do to like help feel more secure in relationships. 
Yeah. yeah. I think like the difference is like in relationships where you're in person, you still need to communicate and do all these things, but long distance relationships just like add another barrier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like what you said about it's not intuitive. Like obviously, like we keep saying that's for every relationship, but especially for a long distance relationship, it's not intuitive. They're not going to know how you're feeling every second of every day, especially if they're not seeing you and they can't pick up on those cues, like that you're upset or whatever. It's mm-hmm. something that you constantly do have to like, yeah, talk you can't about. expect the other person to be a mind reader. Like you, exactly. Especially in long distance relationships. Yeah. Any relationship, they can't be a mind mm-hmm. reader. You have to like express I- how you're feeling, but like, especially long distance you have to like let them know. No one can read your mind. I'm yeah. I wish they could, but uh, yeah. Yeah. And I know like in, in long distance relationships, you really have to like focus on needs and things. And again, one of the barriers is that not all of your love languages can be met. Like the five love languages is like words of affirmation, uh, physical touch, quality time, acts of service and gift giving. And you literally, you can't do all five of those when you're not in the same place because you physically can't touch somebody. You can't spend the same kind of time virtually as you can in person. So these things aren't being met. Um, that's a lot of what our questions were and like how to get that comfort. So like one of them, how can you comfort your partner when you live far away and your love language is touch? Like I said, you literally can't touch them. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I can think about, I don't know how comforting they would be. And I can't tell you like any brands, but I know that one, there are those like touch bracelets where like you tap mm-hmm. it and the other person's like lights up or whatever. And like, I think maybe they like vibrate and I think they're like pillows or something like that. Yeah. It's, like a heartbeat or something like they have those kind of options for long distance relationships now. And then the only other thing I can think of, I don't know if I would say it's comforting, but they have those like distance, uh, sex toys that like you can control from like mm-hmm. different places oh that might be like a nice way to I've connect heard of that, yeah. touch wise long distance we're just um, skipping phone sex and going straight to toys long distance That's... well because I feel like that I don't know because I'm thinking of like physical touch like the phone That's sex true, I guess you, know? yeah. you can only yeah. you're, not, you're still not touching yeah those are like the closest things that I think you can get to it or you know what you know what else I thought about hmm. like a stuffed animal that like smells like you or you could like send it to them with like your perfume or yeah. cologne and like they could spray it and like hold it like obviously it's not the same but it's like a different way of getting that met I think that's the hardest mm-hmm. one to get met because mm-hmm. it's the there's workarounds kind of for the others and there's just right. not at all like even another question was especially if it's quality time Whereas that you can schedule virtual dates. My girlfriend and I, she used to call me when she would drive home from work. So even if she had other things to do after work, I knew that she was going to make time for me every day, even if it was just a 10 minute phone call, whatever time she had. So it is like, unfortunately, there's a lot of lack of spontaneity sometimes in long distance relationships when it comes to needing to get that quality time, because you can't just rely on it to come up. You have to make that time it's a little easier like I said to schedule a FaceTime call but physical touch it's there's never I mean just to be totally transparent there's never going to be some workaround for the feeling you get when you give your partner a hug and a kiss yeah I think someday we might have access to like like sex robots that we can like maybe control for the other person like FaceTime through it I would do it 
I'd try it. It's still not going to be the same. It's, even it's if not the you same. are down for that, which I don't know yeah. that I don't know that I would be. I don't know. It's not exactly the same, but I feel like we could get a little closer than we what we have available to us now. It feels but very Black Mirror. It does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another one that's like harder to fulfill long distance is the acts of service one. I feel like that's like, that's true. That one is also hard. Yeah, it's like you like can you like can't s- be there. Send them money to put gas in their car, but is that mm. a gift? Is that an act of service? Like you can exactly, yeah. you know, pay for them to get their clothes dry clean. Like I don't know things like that, but I feel like that kind of blurs the line. Like maybe it is kind of an act of service and a gift. I know like love languages in general are kind of like problematic. Like the creator of them, I'm pretty sure, was like racist and homophobic. Oh, uh, don't oh, no. that. Pretty sure but I feel like they do have like relevance in our lives and like most of us do need all of them to feel fulfilled but like yeah I feel like acts of service is another tough one to make work I agree (laughs) I think like yeah giving gifts is relatively easy because you can like send things when you do see them you can bring things from where you've been and there are easy ways to connect I think a lot of time though you really have to rely on words of affirmation because even if you're not able to do all those other things you can tell them you would that you want to and obviously you have to follow up with those things like if you say like I wish I could help you with the dishes with laundry then like once you're with them or whatever follow through actions I mean we said before like act follow through I wish I could touch you and blah 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 and then when you're together do those things you know so it is I think you have to rely on your communication to get through, you know, love languages or not to get through what is missing when you can't physically be around the person you love. Agreed. Agreed. Um, another question we got was how do I not go insane in a long distance relationship? And I feel like we're mostly going to like reiterate everything we've been saying. It like, is hard the though. Right person. Yeah. There were definitely times when we were like in that pseudo long distance half on off thing that like, I just was really like, there's got to be an end to this. Like, I don't know how long, mm-hmm. like, I hate this. There's just got to be an end. And one of the things that I would do is like, when I really felt frustrated, I didn't go to my partner, not because she wouldn't have been there for me, but because like, she knows how much it sucks. Me saying it to her over and over and over again, mm-hmm. wasn't going to like help. Obviously, like, it's not like I hit it from her. I wasn't like, I love this. Just kidding. But like, <laughs> I would go to my best friend and vent to her and get it out of just like, I'm so fucking sick of this. I miss my girlfriend. I just want her to be here. And this fucking sucks. And then that way, when I go to my girlfriend, I can, I would still be like, I really miss you, but I wasn't like coming at her with aggression. I don't know. So that my advice would be to like find a confidant who's outside your relationship that when you're really frustrated, you can go and scream and curse at. And then when you go to your partner, so express it, but more lovingly. And I miss you and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think having like a support system is really important. Like having people you can go do fun things with and like maybe do those things that you'd want to do with your partner. So they can be like friend dates. And like, if you can like get those physical touch needs met elsewhere, it will help you to like not go as crazy. Even if it's just like platonic cuddling like I know people who like platonic handhold or even yeah just like, a hug. like mm-hmm. I just am not that person so it like makes it more it depends on for me to do that yeah, yeah it depends on you and it depends on like what you're comfortable with and what you think what's within your boundaries yeah mm-hmm. like what's within your boundaries and what's within the boundaries of your relationship mm-hmm. yeah and what's most important to you one of the things you just said Cheyenne too was like um you need to find things to do and, and all that and I think that's also a big key to not going crazy is like you need to have a lot 
of activities that you like to do and hobbies or projects or volunteer work, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but like your life cannot revolve around this yeah, other person. Exactly. Period. I mean, that's like, you know, in any relationship really, but yeah, especially that's long distance. That's a really right. bad thing. To, <laughs> you gotta have I, your own life. Like, <laughs> for the listeners, uh, Cheyenne was just covering her face. I'm a cancer. Okay. If you listen to our uh, Zodiac episode, you'll know codependent and so is my girlfriend because she's also a cancer so uh but no I agree it's good to have you know things like a life outside of your partner it's the, uh the best way to like not run it into the ground especially if you're long distance and like constantly craving that attention and they do have their own life and you're like going crazy like waiting for them to message you back because that's all you have going on mm-hmm. in your life yeah yeah I love balance yes mm-hmm. balance do. is Key. I don't no. know balance. I've never met balance in my life. I feel Who's like me? balance. I, don't know I, her. I feel like we have don't our checklist her. as we are going through this. I feel like each of our main points can go into our a little checklist of like things you need mm-hmm. to yeah. have a long distance relationship. One communication, mm-hmm. balance, yep, and understanding of each other's love languages support networks security hobby security the willingness to put in work yeah maybe a therapist yeah these might be like lists for just a relationship period well, not yeah. Just long distance. Yeah. yeah the more we go on it the more I'm like yeah. wow, and I feel like long distance it just kind of uh makes those yeah it amplifies them yeah exactly so if you're in a long distance relationship you've been properly warned <laughs> <laughs> or thinking about getting into one yeah you uh, these are the rest these are the pros and cons I, I think yeah and like we always say this isn't you know and I'll be all what we're saying this is just our life experiences and the things that we know and the things that we can give advice on and put out there obviously there are a million other people that have done things a million other different ways so there's so many different ways to pursue to any type work. of relationship yeah. and there's so many yeah. ways to make any of it work so and you're not the only ones doing it. So exactly. There are so many people that can help you out. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. Cool, cool, cool. Well, as always, make sure that you have liked the show and subscribed and left us a great review. And um, if you want to see my roommate's cat come in and out while we record, you should go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash sapphic survival guide and if you want to ask questions and hear us answer them on the podcast you can dm us on any social at sapphic survival guide except for twitter which is at sapphic survival and you can also send us an email sapphic survival guide at gmail.com and you can follow me cheyenne at hot Mespian, on pretty much any social media platform you can think of you can find me, Sev, on Instagram at seven dot months. That's all spelled out, seven, not just the number. Uh, on Twitter, I'm just seven months without the dot. And on TikTok, I am lucky.sev. And you can follow me on Instagram at Gina Finio, or you can go to my TikTok at Bisexual Gina. My website is ginafinio.com. And if you love Jersey Shore, you should listen to my other podcast, um, Hello, wherever you listen to podcasts. Class is now dismissed. <laughs>